Hi, this is Linda. Welcome to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. And this is Glenn, and we're so glad you're here. As you know, the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association is responsible for our weekly podcast, and we recently reorganized the gospel group named, known as Forgiven. Vivian Bowman joined us as a vocalist to make up this group. Linda does the research here and helps put together the script for our podcast. Each week she assists in putting together the music compositions too and just taking over responsibility for their sound equipment. We use a lot of software, computers, and synthesizers in the creation of our accompaniment music in order to make a modern, tasteful music for your enjoyment and praise to our Savior. It's amazing how realistic and wonderful the new equipment and software is these days. And we're so pleased to have these tools to praise the Lord with. We enjoy using them just so much. We are using PG Music's Real Band software and Band Lab's Cakewalk recording software to arrange and play the music and podcasts heard in our recordings. We're playing other instruments too and controllers as well as using the software. The hardware to do this is becoming smaller and smaller. It's getting easier and easier to carry them around, and that's important for us creative old people, even in live performances. So we've been working to put our system together that we might carry with us when we do our concerts. Yes, we hope to start doing concerts and more live performances. So we have been practicing several times a week to get ready for this. This week, we're looking at the concept of grace that our wonderful Creator has for us in our lives. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that'll pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Sin and despair, like the sea waves cold, threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Marvelous and infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed to all who believe, all who are longing to see his face, Will you this moment his grace receive? In 1910, Julia Johnston wrote Marvelous Grace of Our Loving Lord, Our Grace Greater Than Our Sin. The lyrics express the unending grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This hymn is a commentary on Romans 5, particularly in Romans 5:20b, which says, But where sin abounded, Grace did much more bound. The lyrics express the dark, despairing world we live in until we accept the grace. There where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Julia Johnston was born in Salemville, Ohio in 1849 and died in Peoria, Illinois in 1919. She was the daughter of a Presbyterian minister. She began writing when she was nine years old, but really started writing verses in high school. Eventually, 
Many of Johnston's hymn texts were published in her books. Julia was faithful to the ministers of the church, serving as a Sunday school superintendent and teacher for 41 years. She was also president for two decades of the Presbyterian Missionary Society, an organization founded by her mother. Fellow gospel writer Charles Gabriel remarked, Miss Johnson considers her hymn writing peculiarly sacred, but although she has quite 500 of them in print, it is only a part of her professional work, which includes primary lessons for two periodicals. Golden Text Talks for Mothers is another, with stories, editorial paragraphs, and sketches for little and larger ones, with articles and poems scattered wisely. She authorized several books, including Indian and Spanish Neighbors and 50 Missionary Heroes. In addition to many Sunday school lessons, she also wrote about 500 hymn texts. Today, her reputation rests primarily on the hymn, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Johnston didn't just write songs. She also wrote Sunday school materials for primary age children. David Cook Publishing Company published a number of her works. Daniel Towner composed the music for this poem. He was born on March the 5th, 1850, and began studying music under his father at, at, at that age. He served as music director at a variety of churches before coming music director at Beauty Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois. He composed over 2,000 hymns, including At Calvary, O Grace of God of So Boundless, Send Out the Light, and Anywhere with Jesus. The tune for Grace Greater Than Our Sins, or Marvelous Grace, was given the name Moody for Towner's association with Dwight L. Moody and the Moody Bible Institute. The text and tune of the hymn first appeared in Hymns Tried and True. According to UM hymnal editor Carlton Young, Towner was a distinguished Methodist musician. He studied first with his father and then with famous gospel song composers such as George Root and George Webb. Towner served in the Methodist Episcopal churches in New York, Ohio, and Kentucky. Dr. Young notes that Toner composed over 2,000 songs and was associated with the publication of 14 collections. One biographer of the time said of him, he, by his ability as an organizer and a teacher, he has succeeded in establishing one of the most unique and prosperous training schools for gospel singers of the world. Baptist hymnologist William Reynolds noted that the name Moody was given to this tune in recognition of Towner's association with and service to the Moody Bible Institute and its founder. The tune was not given its current name until the Hymnal Committee for the Baptist Hymnal in 1956 honoring the Daniel Towner.
The matter of acquaintance between Johnston and Tower is not well documented, but they had written gospel musics together as early as 1894, as in Lift the Royal Banner, Marching Song, and in Song and Study for God's Little Ones, a collection of toner co-edited. Their most popular and enduring calibration has been Marvelous Grace of Our Lord. Grace Greater Than All Our Sins, first published in the King's Message in four stanzas with a refrain. Music scholar Jeanette Scholar described how this hymn might be used in congregations. Julia Johnson's words and Daniel Towner's words, uh, music, together provide an opportunity to sing reflectively in gratitude and amazement for such grace. Quite naturally, the final stanza invites others to receive this grace also, and so this can be used as an invitation hymn. It also would be particularly fitting for communion, giving expression to adoration because of the death of Christ, which Christians recall at the Lord's table. Consider that many women were forbidden to teach, preach, or pray in mixed gatherings, writing a commentary on Scripture would also be most likely not tolerated. However, hymn writing was used by women like Johnston in order to go around society's shared belief. The writer contrasts the theme of God's abundant grace, clear or obvious through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. With our sin and our guilt, stanza one, sin and despair we see in stanza two, and a dark stain in stanza three. The marvelous, insolent, infinite, matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe finds a scriptural basis in Paul's teaching of justification by faith in Romans 5, 1, 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith to the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Paul continues in verses 14 through 16. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift of grace. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Johnston's hymn appears in the Methodist hymnal in four stanzas. Marvelous grace of our loving, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary's mountain outpoured, and there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. These words remind the sinner that despite what has happened to the person's life, God's grace is whipped away all those sins in the death of Jesus Christ. 
In stanza two, Johnston uses the imagery of the sea waves cold to describe the effects of sin. While the sinner may indeed be drowning in the vast, bleak, cold ocean with no hope in sight, the grace that poured out on the sinner is greater and deeper than anything else, and it leads the sinner to the refuge, the mighty cross. Julia Johnson writes a third stanza, Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is floating a crimson tide, brighter than snow it may be today. Despite what humans may think can be done, sin cannot, sin cannot be hidden. Johnston then asks a rhetorical question to which she answers with a demanding statement. Look, from the blood of the lamb that is freely poured on the sinner, that person becomes as pure and bright as snow. This stanza is also a reflection of Romans 5.18. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Stanza 4 is the invitation to the sinner. After three stanzas, in the first half of the stanza 4, that describe what sin is, but more importantly, what grace is, Johnson asks the second and final question. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe. You that are longing to see his face, will you this moment receive his grace? It does not matter what has happened or what the sinner has done. God's love is greater and is graciously given to those who believe. Finally, as is the case with gospel hymns, the refrain follows after each stanza and is the most important part of the hymn. The chorus speaks of grace over and over again, so that the person who sings this song cannot miss its importance. The chorus says, Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. The word grace is sung eight times. After singing the refrain, after the stanza, the numbers increase to 22 times. After adding the instance of grace in the stanzas, that number changed to a total of 38. We get this grace by accepting the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary as our own. We believe that without the cross, there would be no hope of salvation. Man sinned and deserved death. Christ took our place by becoming a man and dying on the cross to pay our penalty. He was the only one who was qualified to die for us, as he was the sinless Son of God. We all need more grace to be given and to be shown. Grace is a key, is a key concept in Christian faith. If it weren't for grace, none of us could qualify for heaven. While most book of the Bible speak of God's grace, 
The Apostle Paul especially is especially known for emphasizing grace. He said in Romans 5, 20, 21, Where sin abound, grace abound more and exceedingly, that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The problem is that while we might believe in the theory of grace, most of us have difficulty believing that God will forgive us. We cling to our guilt. The difference, of course, is that Christ allowed himself to be nailed to a piece of wood to save us, to make us whole, to take our guilt upon himself, and to bring salvation to all who believe in him. Johnson captured this tension in her song. She spoke of sin and despair that threatens the soul. She spoke of dark stain that we cannot hide but she also lifted up the cross as a remedy for our sins, as the remedy to relieve us of our guilt. Julia Johnston died on March 6, 1919. Towner died later that year, October the 3rd, 1919, in Longwood, Missouri. It's hard to imagine how God so loved and cared that he would offer to us this unmerited favor that we call grace. At times I struggle to comprehend why God loved me so much. What is about me that made me special? I remember as an adolescent boy asking my daddy, how is it possible that I was raised under the teaching that I was raised under while there's so many around us I knew had not been privy to this great information. I thought of the crowds of people in foreign lands who never heard Jesus, heard of Jesus. I thought of the number of people that were raised in homes had a four different view of grace than I did. I remember my dad could not come up with a reason why we were so privileged to grow up in Christian families and others were not. But I remember him expressing how grateful he was that he numbered among the families where Christ was the sinner. Maybe it was just then that I began to realize the importance of sharing Jesus with others. It was a concept that I certainly didn't grasp hold of till many years later. And here we are today with such a wonderful life, changing information from God's holy word, the information known as the gospel. Do we really have to be told that we're sinners? I guess some of us do. We've become so accustomed to sin all around us, it seems normal. We are born in sin. We're all sinners. It's our natural condition. The Bible says all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God, and that's certainly true. Yet, if you ask the average person on the street, do you think you're a good person? They'll almost all the time say, yes, I'm a good person. I never killed anybody. I robbed a bank. But you press them close and ask them if they were ever told a lie or stolen something, even if it was small. 
looked at another person in lust or took God's name in vain and say, well, yeah, yes, they have. And if you compare that to God's holy law that we find in his word, they'll even share with you that they've come short. And it judged, uh, judged it by God's holy justice, they surely deserve hell. God is not only holy, he's just. His character is such that sin cannot exist in his presence. It's his nature. It's who he is. No man can live and see the face of God because of sin. The devil tries to tell us there's, there are big sins and there's little sins, but the Bible tells us that when we broke one, we broke them all. Nobody likes to think about hell. Nobody likes to think of himself as a sinner, but it's a fact. We all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. It's appointed unto man wants to die and after death the judgment. John said, I saw them thrown in the lake of fire where the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest neither day nor night. What an awful thing. Nobody wants to take of that. But the good news is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he was raised from the dead. That's good news. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world with his resurrection and he'd overcome the death. God so loved the world that you and me, that he gave his only son, that's Jesus, that we might have everlasting life. The devil doesn't want us to get out because it's life-changing. It's attitude-altering. It makes us realize there's hope. But it's not just to get enough to give intellectual assent to these facts. It has to become personal. The Bible said, Whosoever believeth not is already condemned. You've never thought about this before in this way. Will you do that today? There is hope for us sinners. The Bible says that when we believe in the way we've been talking about here, he separates the sin in our lives as far as the east is from the west. Now that's a long, long way. The Bible said, God remembers it no more. Now that's marvelous grace. Now listen to Forgiven Do Marvelous Grace of Our Loving Lord. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our
with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Marvelous infinite matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe all who are longing to see his face will you this moment his grace receive so much for listening to our podcast today. We trust it was a blessing to you. It makes our day when we hear someone that was blessed by our podcast or music. We'd love to get an email from you. Just send it to glenn.dawson at glenn.dawsonea.com That's G-L-E-N-N dot Dawson at Glenn G-L-E-N-N DawsonEA.com You can find all our information on our website at www.glendawsonea.com In addition to our email, you can find information about our Facebook page and Twitter information. You can also find links to our index of all our podcasts and links to all our music on YouTube. We hope you will enjoy those, and remember now, we love y'all, God be with you, and bye for now.